And we are on. Hello and welcome to Sports Unhinged. I am Mohammed, and I'm joined by Mark and Ujita. Now, coach didn't make it today, so we're going to have a lot of our stupid takes go unchecked. Uh, so buckle up, guys. Let's get started. Um, so we we are now getting to the to the interesting part of the of the season, right? They say you know, um, okay, teams win in, in September, and October, and November, but the great teams make it to December and January and February, right? So we're still in November, but it's getting really interesting. And I think it's probably a good idea to start with the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, who are suddenly at the top of their division on the back of a three-game winning streak. Not a pretty three-game winning streak, but they, they're there now. And suddenly we're talking about them in the Super Bowl bubble. So what do you guys think? And let me start with you, Mark. Um, are the Super Bowl bound Kansas City Chiefs back or is it something different that we're looking at right now? I think they're playing a lot more solid than they were four or five weeks ago. They look better on defense. The O-line looks much better. Mahomes looks less panicky. Um, It just looks a more solid unit going forward. You know, big game this weekend in Dallas or home to Dallas. So I think that's going to be a a huge test because I'm kind of thinking Dallas are one of the top three teams at the moment going forward. So, yeah, I like them. I like them. I like them a lot. And if they keep improving, then, yeah, watch out NFL. So do you see a possibility of them going all the way? I mean, they're the reigning defending, you know, AFC champions. Do you, do you see a possibility of us seeing them back in there? Because uh, a few oh, weeks yeah. ago, we were counting them out. Absolutely. But I think the, the thing about this time of year, as you said, this is when experience counts as well. You know, the good teams have been there before. This is why New England under Brady and Belichick, they got to, they, don't, they weren't worried about September and early October kind of thing. They got to the business end, middle of November through to the end of December, and they were so strong and rarely lost. And if Kansas do that and I can see them doing it, then yeah, absolutely postseason and end of the postseason. It's a possibility. So, Yujita, if they do reach the postseason, do you agree with Mark? Are they the team that people should be worried about? Or do you have a different view on, on this one? Yeah, look, I, I don't want to get too excited because this happened to me somewhere around week six or seven against when they played Washington for one half of football. But, but boy, I mean, uh, we saw some good stuff from them this week. And they did, like, like Mark said, you know, he wasn't panicked. Mahomes wasn't panicked, uh, you know, very composed. Uh, and, and, you know, he did those long drives, you know, left, kept patient, you know, and he used Kelsey a lot, 119 yards for Kelsey and, and you know, drop it on, on, on the running backs as well, short, short routes. So right. they kept it, they kept it simpler. There weren't any of these very big explosive simple. plays yeah, that they usually yeah, go for. Yeah. yeah. Only I think around third uh, down plays hit, hit um, Tyreek Hill. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it was those underneath routes, and they kept moving the chains very nicely. Very, and it was a very composed game. And then on the defense, guys like Tyron Matthew finally showed up. Yeah, and they were doing some very imaginative blitzes. The O line was good, so everything that you know was falling apart in the last few weeks, O line defense, Mahomes suddenly came around. But like I said, I don't want to get too excited. It's a, it's a good thing their their opponents in the division are kind of falling apart as well. So, uh, yeah, they'll make the postseason, but uh, let's see if they can keep this play out. Now, see, 
I don't want to burst everybody's bubble, but I'm I'm not a, even a little bit excited about the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, if, if we if we compare them to the Super Bowl Kansas City Chiefs or the even the AFC champion Kansas City Chiefs, um, these guys have 20 giveaways this season, and they're only second to the Jets when it comes to that, right? They are taking twice as long to get to the opposing quarterback in terms of sacks. So there's clearly a difference in the identity of this team. Yes, they've got, you know, bullets in their chamber in Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. And, and on any given Sunday, they could come out there and pull off the win. But I would say that if, if I was another team in the, in, the, in the AFC, if I was in New England, if I was a Buffalo um, if I was a Tennessee, I would actually hope that my first playoff game would be against the Kansas City Chiefs uh, in, in their current format, right? Because they, they're struggling. They're not the same KC team. And I mean, their division is probably, if you're talking about the luck of, of, of events and circumstances that, that, that they've gone through, I mean, their division just started falling apart naturally. And that's how they somehow started pull, pulling off a win. I think the game against the Dallas Cowboys is a very, very important game. Um, and I think we can, if we preview that game, that's the one that's going to be telling us a lot of information about both teams. Uh, because we've, we still have question marks on the Dallas Cowboys as well. And this is a perfect week for us to really see what they're all uh, made of. But I'm not nearly as excited about the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep, can they make the, the playoffs? Yes, but I can see them getting out in the first round of the playoffs uh, very easily. Okay. You may be right uh, in, a, in a way. Um, they, don't, they won't do so well with really physical upfront defenses like Tennessee, even New England. Uh, and if, if that O-line is pushed back, we may see Mahomes start to panic again. Right. But again, if they play patient like they did this week, week 10, um, I think they can manage something in the postseason. I think the thing about the AFC is that you've got these four or five teams that are all very close and can beat each other on any given day. Right. Um, and what I like about Kansas is that they've been there before, and I think that holds a lot of sway for me, that they've been in those tight situations. They've got two minutes to win the game, and they've done it before. You know, um, can the Bills do it? Can the Titans do it? I don't know in that playoff situation. And that's what we're going to find out this year is just right. how good these guys are under pressure. So yeah, I'm not saying that the Kansas are going to win the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that at all. I think they're capable. That's really well, where all I'm saying. I, with Patrick Mahomes, every, everything is possible. But I think and, and Andy Reid. And yeah. Andy Reid, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, But if yeah. I, I, what I've seen so far, there are a lot of holes in that, in that particular uh, uh, offense and the defense. Um, yes, they might get better as we go along, but I just don't see them as that team that everybody's scared of anymore. No, no. So we'll, we'll no no one's scared of them today. You know, the no one's scared of anyone. No, it, well, that's the thing. Who, who's scared of who? If, you know, we, could, we can look at the AFC and say, who's the, the, the top? Three, four teams in the AFC. Oh, forget the AFC. Let's look at the whole of the NFL. If you had to pick who are your, who's your top team in the NFL right now, maybe top three, who would you go for? Uh, Yujita or Mark, sorry. whatever. No, no, sorry. I, I'd start with Dallas. I just think they've been very solid all year. And, you know, 
you, you look at some of the stats that they've got, Dax at two and a half thousand yards, 20 touchdowns, five inceptions. So da, da, da. he's the ninth best. Elliott's right. the fourth best. The defense is the top five. There's nothing outstanding there. But I think as a package, you put it all together and you think, well, where's the weak point? They've got right. decent wide receivers. They've got a decent O-line. They've got a decent D-line. You know, they just seem to have quite a lot of the pieces that you need to win championships. So I'm kind of fairly high on Dallas. Looking forward to this week's game immensely. Though. Right. Really. See, this is, this is my problem with Dallas, right? Dallas, there's a lot of information that I took from the two losses that they had. So the one to Tampa Bay at the beginning of the season, but the one to Denver tells me something that is very, very dangerous when it comes to a team like the Dallas Cowboys. If they don't score first, they kind of panic and they can't get into their rhythm and they find it difficult to come back. And I think that's one of the key things with, with Dallas. When they score first, they get into, the, get into the game, they kind of dominate and they impose their game plan on their opponent, right? But when they don't score first, there is always this shakiness that happens with them. And another misleading stat that I saw with Dallas is that they're leading the league with yards per play. So with 6.4 yards, what does that tell you? That tells you that these guys have explosive plays, right? They're not going for the, you know, dink and dunks and small, you know. So these guys, you know, they might just go over the top and go 20 yards, 30 yards in one play, right? And if they're not able to do that consistently, if you take that away from them, the big plays, what are you left with? That's the question that I don't have the answer to when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to slightly disagree with you a little bit because I think you look at someone like Pollard and he's the one who's getting the two, three, four yards. He's doing the grunt. Elliot's got 663 yards in, in what, nine games. So not massive numbers at all. Right. But I just think that, yeah, overall six yards per, per play, but I think there's an awful lot of grunt going on uh, between Elliot and Pollard. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the best running back duo, I would say, in the league. And, in, and like Mark said, then you've got the wide receiver, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. And you right. know, coming out of that Denver game, the good thing we saw is they adjusted everything that went wrong in the Denver game in this one game in Week 10. You know, and one, one of the key pieces was the running game, which right. they had like 14 carries against Denver. 37 times they carried it this week. And 0-4 on fourth down. Three and three. The and running down. game is absolutely essential there as part of the game. Guys, time. man, I'm telling you, this season has been all about that. If you look at all the teams that won this week, they got there. And I'm going to do a quick Philly plug in here, if you don't mind. Go okay. for it. <laughs> if your screensaver wasn't enough, I mean, or your background. <laughs> yeah, I might just move away from this just to make it clear. But listen, this is where Philly has kind of come back last three weeks. It's the running game. You know, the first seven games, 32% plays were running games. This week, it's 70, three weeks, 68%, 170 yards per game. Okay, and that's, that's if you look at all the teams that did well this week, the Bills did it, Dallas did it. Um, and then you look at the other side. Tampa Bay didn't do it. Right. You know, Cleveland didn't do it much. And, the, and then the, and they went right because that open the running game also opens up the play action. You can do a whole lot with it. And that's what Dallas did. They turned it around. And it does, in Philly, it does help your quarterback. who has been under pressure, you know, yeah. 
internally and externally. So well, if, well, if you're doing two thirds of the plays as runs, that right, kind yeah. of gives him a little bit of time to scope what's going on and exactly yeah. changing the play if necessary yeah. from a running play to a to a pass. to a pass game. Yeah, and then they had actual design run plays for him other than him just scrambling out trying to do his thing. Mm. And that's what all the big teams have done this week. So, yeah. Okay, so we've got Dallas and KC coming up right now. Who do you guys, how do you see this playing out? What, what is your prediction for this one? Dallas. I, I, still, I still can't decide. I mean, I've been trying to, to do it. Um, and I might save it just in case coach picks it up for the pick six. But I, I, honestly, I, I honestly still don't know which way this is going to go. The, Dallas look really good, but I still have question marks. And one of my biggest question marks with Dallas is their head coach. He is, he has proven multiple times to be a, a, the weakest link in that particular team because time management, you know, timeouts, uh, awareness of what's going, situational awareness of what's going on in the game. But Something's wrong with McCarthy right there. Absolutely. But they do have Kellen Moore and he has been. Yep. And Dan Quinn. It's he, only a matter of time before he becomes the head coach. I, I want yeah, Kellen, I'm going to say here and now on the 18th of November, I would like Kellen Moore as a head coach in Chicago. I really, oh, that would, be, that would be fantastic. I think he would do so well with yeah. the pieces that are in Chicago at the moment and to add some more outstanding. But, okay. but listen, Mike McCarthy did something great this week. Two words, monkey butt. Yeah. I, what was that about? I missed that you, one. You should know this anti-chafing powder. I mean, if you've ever had red ass, you know <laughs> monkey butt. I had to Google it. I, I'll admit it. I had well, to clearly Google you it. know more about the okay. subject. So enlighten us. Uh, yeah. So he introduced monkey butt powder to, uh, to the locker room, you know, and, and he said it openly in, in, in his presence. And apparently it worked. You know, okay. If you if you have red ass, go monkey butt. Says Mike McCarthy. I think he, a lot of people watching that. this, if they don't know already about it, they're going to be googling <laughs> it right now, just as they're watching. I'm definitely googling this right after the show. That, that All was right, a so, public service announcement, wasn't it? <laughs> but but yeah. but don't look. But don't look at everything monkey butt that comes. I am staying away from the image tab. That's for sure. <laughs> stay, <laughs> stay specific, people. I mean, right. Time to move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So 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 we've talked about Casey. We've talked about Dallas as a. a Dallas as a, as a as a potential best team in the NFL. Yujita, who are who are your candidates uh, other yeah, look, than Dallas? I, I I I did have Dallas on my top three as well, uh, but you know, unfortunately, leaving the frustration anger aside, you got to look at Green Bay. Yeah, right. Um, I know. Okay, Aaron Rodgers didn't have the greatest game last week, but. Their defense, man. I mean, their defense. Uh, They're doing it without of, Zaire Alexander, hey? The, exactly. And they're capable of winning games on their own, if possible. But when Aaron does come back to his group, you know, the great quarterback that he is, um, you've got this new guy, A.J. Dillon, out of the backfield. He's a, he's a, a fridge. He's a, he's a tank, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, and, you know, with Aaron Jones, and him, and then you got Devante Adams uh, as wide receiver. Um, I think these guys have a really good chance of uh, winning the Super Bowl. In fact, see the, the the worry I have about Green Bay, right? Actually, not about Green Bay. Like you said, their defense is showing out. They've got AJ Dillon. That's that's kind of re replaced. Um, 
Jones in the in the in the backfield and is doing great. My problem here is with Aaron Rodgers, right? And it's not the on the field stuff, it's the off the field stuff. And I am detecting a bit of a pattern. So coming up from the off season with all of that drama that happened, what happened right after that? The minute that you know Aaron Rodgers came out of being a diva, came onto the field and laid an egg against the Texans in week one. Now, fast forward, we had this whole COVID situation happen. He comes back against Seattle, throws two red zone interceptions, did not play a great game at all. Yes, it was a, it was a shutout, but you can give credit to everybody but Aaron Rodgers for that win against Seattle. So that tells me that the off-the-field stuff can affect Aaron Rodgers on the field in the immediate kind of future, in the follow-up. So if something else comes up, and his appearances in the Pat McAfee show, I don't think are helping anyone at all, especially not Aaron Rodgers, because now they were talking about the toe injury and there's speculation of how he, you know, hurt his toe. Was it in a, you know, a DMT session with Joe Rogan or what, what was it that, that happened there? But you get a lot of that noise and speculation and stuff like that. And I think there's a bit of a distraction going on with, uh, with, with, with Aaron Rodgers. So they're winning. But sometimes they're winning ugly, and you can see the effect of the off-the-field distractions on the field when it comes to their quarterback. As you say, you go back to the first game in, in New Orleans, and they were awful as a team. Really, everything was off. You know, nothing worked. And a lot of that you have to put down to the, the preseason distractions that are mainly yeah. caused by Rodgers, let's face it. You know, right. So I think there's a lot of frustration in Green Bay. I really do, with the situation that he's created. But he's so great that they kind of forgive him. What's going to be interesting is, let, let's say they get, they're going to get to the postseason, we know that. Let's say they lose right. first or second round. Because um, at the moment, frankly, they could get the first seed in, in the N NFC. So yes. they, might, they might get a bye. But Absolutely. let's say they, the first game they play, they lose. And he says, that's it. I'm taking my toys. I'm going to go and play for San Francisco or someone else. I think we're going to hear an awful lot about what's happened behind the scenes from some of his teammates, because that's what's happened in the past. When guys have been traded, they right. said he's, he's not the greatest person. And if they put the blame on him at the end of the season, then I think that's going to be very interesting to see. I'll be glad when he's out the North. I'm just sick to death of the drama and the play. Right. You love the drama. Uh, okay, now, now let, me, let me mention a team here that's uh, having the worst two-game stretch since their head coach has joined the team. But at the end of the day, they're still leading the NFL with 21 sacks, and they're going into a buy right now. Can I interest you, buy, sell, or hold, when it comes to the LA Rams potentially being a top-three team in the NFL? Hold. Matthew Stafford. <laughs> let, I'm looking let, at you, Eugene. Okay. Let me clarify what I say about what I think about Matthew Stafford. Yeah. He's got a great arm. He's got great ability. He's a top, top player. Okay. So let me just state that really clearly for the record. What bring I don't, the butt. Bring it along. I don't but. trust with Matthew Bring the Stafford. monkey butt. Yeah. <laughs> what I don't trust with Matthew Stafford is exactly what happened in the first two plays or first two drives of last week when he threw interceptions. I think when the pressure's on, he's not the greatest player. That's all. And 
yeah, he on, on statistics, he's MVP top five at the moment. I just think when it comes down to it, he's not quite. He's he's not, he's not at the Rogers level. He's not at the Brady level. He's not at the level where Sean McVay needs him to be to win right. top playoff games. So, just wanted to kind of clarify that. Now, see, th- this is the like I said, the worst two game stretch in in, in Sean McVay's uh, tenure as as a, as an LA Ram coach. But they're going into a bye this week, um, which is the perfect timing for a bye. They've just got Von Miller, they've got Odell Beckham Jr. They're trying to kind of integrate those two superb guys into the team, right? So a bye week is very important. Now, I'm gonna go for a hold on this one. I'm neither buying nor selling until I see what they look like when they come back from the bye. Because yep. if things have clicked together by then, then this team can be as dangerous as any other team in the NFL. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence yet, waiting to see what happens after the bye. Um, yeah, look, look, man, um, I got some hate mail and death threats from our, <laughs> af, after our Thursday after your take po- of uh, after podcast. So I want to say you guys need to stop with that. Okay, because you don't scare me, right? <laughs> and yeah, look, like Mark said, you know, week one to seven, Matthew Stafford was MVP quality. I think he's still on the list uh, somewhere. Somewhere. But, yeah. yeah, but somewhere. But um, yeah, I mean, he had, the problem with when, when Dallas lost to Denver, they came back the next week and we said, hey, yeah, that was just a one-off with the Rams. I, I'm not seeing that this is a one-off anymore, you know, because it's not only Matthew Stafford. Yeah, he had some really bad plays and calls, but he wasn't helped by his receivers dropping the balls. And what was worse was their defense. I mean, their defense was supposed to be top-notch in the NFC. I think I saw okay? Von Miller get run over in the last Von Miller just, just got barreled over. Uh, yeah. You know, Debo Samuels, I mean, that guy was just gashing the defense everywhere. I mean, they had a run game for something like 44 attempts. I mean, there was no run defense at all. I think this is more... Which is very uncharacteristic of the Rams. Unbelievable, right? Yeah. And and they couldn't get off the field. I think their offense was only on the field for 20 minutes. So 40 minutes, the the Rams defense was on the field. That first drive of uh, San Fran was something like 10 minutes. 11 11 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think... And then... That goes down to McQuay and the coaches. So yeah, they have a few things to worry about here. Oh, um, the, way Staff- this is the way Stafford is getting hit as well. Yeah. So their O-line isn't great either. So there's multiple things that the Rams have to worry about. So, and I mean, look, we, I don't have a crystal ball. I'm not saying that he's going to be the MVP at the end of the season. No one knows that. But, you know, until week seven, he was doing his thing. He's there. But of course, now... He's got to he's got to come up and show. Um, they're playing. I think. What are they playing? Atlanta next? Is it or uh, no? The, who this, they're up? This is this is. They're in they're in a bye, but they, I don't know who they play when they come they're, back. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to Green. They're going to Green Bay in week eleven. Oh, so well, that's, yeah. a, that's a perfect home, game. That game at the moment. Yeah. To me, it's a must-win game for the Rams. It, yes. It's not only a must-win game. They they have to show that. Yeah, this was an anomaly for two weeks. They have to show it in every aspect. The receivers, come on, Cooper Cup, best wide receiver in the league. Right, Matthew right. Stafford, best quarterback in statistics. If you have those two guys in a really good defense, no one should be able to get you. But we don't but, know what's happening. 
but Stafford's playing against a team that knows him really well. That that's yes. the problem. Now they don't know yeah. the Sean McVay version of Stafford. Let's you know, yeah. but he's still Matthew Stafford. So I think yeah. that for me is a really really fascinating game in a couple yeah. of weeks' time. And yes, that, you know we'll 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 go into that next week at, what, in, in a lot more depth. But the, the one one thing I'll say about Stafford is what I didn't see last week is I don't see him being really pissed off and you know. Let's go get this. Yeah, I don't yeah. really that see that. And yeah, and you know, I mean, you gotta have something. You gotta have the guys managing the offense. You gotta have something. He he All looks right. more fed up than anything. You know, his shoulder sags. But what you want to see from your quarterback is Fire, railing his his O line. Yeah. Why why are you letting them get to me? Why you yeah. and let you mentioned it earlier? His wide receivers and tight ends let him down badly last week. Yes, they were. You know, there's a. There's I saw a, a clip of just drops. Exactly, just continuous exactly. like out yeah, of six I mean, minutes there, of nothing. There but was drops, a, you know? a, I think Tyler Higby just handed it over it on that. Yeah. I think it was a pick six. He, he handed the ball over. It, they they let him down. So yeah. he, what I what I would want to see for my quarterback in that situation is. It happened. Don't let it happen again. In exactly. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see that. that. that and and that, that is what that worries means. me. That worries me. That's now, Mark. That's you you said something a, a few weeks ago because it, you, we're talking about quarterbacks uh, that are fiery, right? And I, I've been thinking, I've been flip flopping on this one for a while, but now I'm actually scared. I'm scared that we're doing all of this analysis and talking about all of these teams and the NFC and the AFC, and then the same thing is going to happen. Tom Brady is going to end up in the Super Bowl and we, we won't know what happened there no. uh, because this team, you, you, you said what you said was that you thought that the Buccaneers have hit their ceiling, right? But then I'm looking at it. This team is five and oh with Antonio Brown. They're one and three without Antonio Brown. Now, Tom Brady is there. He doesn't have Brown. He doesn't have Gronkowski, but both of these guys are going to be back. And Tom Brady is, when he has those guys, someone on the inside, someone on the outside, that's when he, when everything clicks into motion and the Bucs are the Bucs again and Tom Brady's Tom Brady again. So if these guys come back, they still lead the, uh, the NFC in passing yards, the, the Buccaneers. We can't count them out. So for me, despite everything that's happening, I still have the Buccaneers in my top three at the moment because I just... I can't count them out just yet in the NFC or for the Super Bowl. Do you still feel that they've hit their ceiling? Or is it just, just a symptom of not having Gronk and Brown on the team? I, I, I think the issue is that within the NFC, there's no real great standout teams at the moment, to, to, in my view. Okay. Um, you know, I, you, you look at the AFC and... You, I don't know. It just seems a bit clearer somehow, right? Um, but I, who's who's the best team in the NFC at the moment playing See, today? Because if you look at the Cardinals, Remember, the Cardinals, the you know Murray's exactly. not there, Hopkins right. is out. They're already out for two games. We don't know how long they're. And you know, with 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 Kyler Murray, it's becoming a concern, right? When you look at durable quarterbacks, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, right? They don't get injured often. No. Last year, Kyler Murray got hurt, missed a few games. Now he's getting hurt again. So that means he's the kind of quarterback that can get hurt. And it's not 
as solidly reliable as those other guys that, you know, Russell Wilson, I mean, it took, what, 10 years for him to get hurt and, and to miss a few games. He's been yeah. starting nonstop, right? He wasn't ready in, in the last game against Green no, Bay. I think he should have sat that one out. Um, yeah, but it's uh, those are the kind of quarterbacks that can really get you there, can get <clears> you to the end. So I'm, I'm a bit worried about the Cardinals. I, Cam Newton showed that against the Cardinals, right? I mean, it was... Uh, and now all of a sudden, and we'll talk about that later. Everybody's super excited. The Carolina fan base is just going nuts. I'm excited. You should be excited. <laughs> I'm not. I'm <laughs> not. <laughs> and, and by the way, I'm, I'm, what I'm in the minority want, here. I'm in the minority here. Like yeah. I go on Facebook and, you know, the groups <clears> that I'm in and I comment and I say, guys, calm. Everybody's so excited. Cam is back and they're being nostalgic. And who knows? We might get to the Super Bowl again. I'm like, guys, this guy has come in. Has thrown the ball four times. He ran the ball a couple of times. I'm back. All right, fine, no problem. But that you for I mean, we forget he had that one great season, and he depended on his running to get us to the Super Bowl. But as a quarterback, Cam Newton is an average quarterback. He is a diva, and if you're a diva, you better know how to sing, because if you can't sing, then and we need to see some consistency. So we saw him for a few plays. And if they're going to use him as a, as a McCaffrey double to share, you know, the running game with McCaffrey, I'm okay with that. But if, and I think the worst thing they can do is start him. He's been taking the first team reps for this week, and he's going to start against Washington. I am really worried about that because I don't think that Cam Newton is the kind of quarterback that can consistently move the chains throwing the ball, running the ball, and, and, and get us those wins. He might do it for... And if he does it, I'm still not going to back out. If he does it against Washington and we just... Everybody goes nuts over him. I'm still... Because there's no consistency. I agree. We need you. to see how far <laughs> Superman can fly. And I think he's going to be like, ooh, he's flying. And then he just crashed again, right? That's Cam Newton. And people are just... I don't know. It's just we've seen how bad it can but, get after Cam look, Newton left. And uh, yeah. I'm just not caught up in the but, hype. Yeah, look, I understand the hype, right? You've had all these weeks of a Sam Darnold offense, you know, uh, that your Joe Brady system has been caught up. Uh, he's getting he's getting crap from wide receivers. And I, I saw somewhere McCaffrey had come out and said that what Cam's done is brought up this energy back again. I mean, you know Carolina better than any of us. And right. he flops. Maybe nothing happens. Maybe it gets worse. But I think the Panthers and your fan base might just need this hype, you know, if nothing, because it's been depressing for a long time, right? See, he's he lost injected, the Eagles. No doubt. He's injected yeah. some energy into the, the locker room as well. But again, Mark knows Stafford inside out, right? He's watched him all, all of his all of these years in, 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 in his division, right? We know Cam Newton. When things go wrong for Cam Newton, the towel goes over the head, starts sulking, and he can just equally bring so, the locker room down right, in the same way that he what, brings what, it. What I'm trying to say is maybe ride this hype for a couple of weeks, because now you got McCaffrey back, right? Right. And you, you have... the. the the if, the season, if the season ends today, we're in the playoffs, by the way. You we're will, the, but yeah. We're, I mean, if you the have season the ended today, we're in the playoffs. Yeah. You have, you have the doesn't. top defense. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have the top defense in the league. Okay. Now you got... You go, look, look at the running back by committee that you have. 
McCaffrey, right. Hubbard, um, Amir Abdullah, you know, maybe Cam Newton. There you go. You yeah. said it. All right. Maybe this hype for a couple of weeks, even if it does nothing, maybe this energy, you know, it brings Joe Brady, Matt Rule, everybody just kind of brings them up, you know, because the alternative was Sam Donald and depressing on offense. I don't right. know. Okay. Let's go back to teams that can actually win the Super Bowl. Um, I'm moving on from the Panthers right now. So we've got, I told you guys, I've got the Bucks in my top three. On the bubble at fourth, I have New England. This Absolutely. is a team that we can Everybody never has. count out, yeah. right? Everybody has. And if I was in the AFC, this is the team I'll be scared of most playing yeah. in the playoffs because yeah. this is Mac Jones. I'm, He's looking like it's a the, little young, young, young Tom Brady. Brady. Yeah, yeah. I, I did. I did see somewhere that apparently he's, and I didn't see the numbers, but apparently, you know, first ten week stats is almost similar to what Brady's first ten week stats. I didn't really see the numbers, but he's looking like a carried away. We're not comparing Tom Brady's body of work to Mac Jones. We're just comparing that beginning few weeks. Don't, uh, don't of, be of scared career. of the internet. You can say what you want. <laughs> <laughs> Um, for the very reason that I was saying earlier about Kansas being a threat because they've been there Belichick and his coaches have all been there countless times they know what to do when it gets to January the 1st they know how to play they know the weather they know the whole pre-game stuff they know how it works so right and they're gonna they're half a game back from Buffalo or something and they play they've got Buffalo to play so that's that's a really exciting game. If you'd said to me five weeks ago that New England will win that division, I'd have said you're crazy. Yeah. The reality is, the way it's going, you're not going to bet against New England to win it no. to win the division. Right. Yeah. Buffalo are not quite as solid as we thought they would be. I'm still fancying them for the postseason, and once you get there, yeah, anyone can win it. I've got Buffalo in second place, right? Um, for me, statistically, they're still the best team in the NFL. They lead the NFL in yard differential. They lead the NFL in point differential. They lead the NFL in takeaways. The only problem is that their O-line can be a little bit unreliable. And I think the reason why the fire kind of got dimmed down a little bit from, from Buffalo is because they've had some ugly losses, right? Jacksonville. I know, yeah. I know. No, but but, but, again, but they let, it, let their run game go. I mean, again, another fault. You can't let the run game go. But they're still statistically, and I know, Mark, you're, you're not too big on, on statistics, right? You think that they, they can be misleading sometimes, but this is still statistically the best team in the NFL. Yeah. Now, my number one team is an unlikely one. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a little, you know, tribute to coach here. His Tennessee Titans. Right, they've had some ugly losses as well, but this is the only team that lost their star player and had every excuse to completely collapse, and they haven't. And the Tennessee Titans are actually seven and zero against teams that have gone to the playoffs last season, this year. Incredible. So yep. for me, these losses become and, and and they've beat the teams that should be unbeatable. So they beat Buffalo and they bullied the LA Rams. So these two games makes the Jacksonville loss inconsequential to me. So Tennessee is the team that I'm that I'm actually more, most worried about in the AFC. So I have them at, at the top for me. So Tennessee, well, Buffalo, yeah. Bucks, and New England. 
is the what order. Tennessee has done well so far. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not saying their offense is has been the greatest since Derrick Henry. There is right. still some things they can fix, but what Tennessee has done is they don't make mistakes, um, and they actually capitalize on mistakes made by their opponents. And on bad calls. I mean, New Orleans had a bad rough in the passer call last week. But they take advantage of these things. They're physical. They're phys really physical up front in defense, which really bothers um, the opposing quarterbacks. Uh, right. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think they they will make the playoffs for sure. They'll get really far. But I don't know if they have enough on the offense without Derrick Henry to right. go all the way. See, they remind me of a UFC fighter called Michael Bisping, right? So Michael Bisping is a, is a British fighter and he was a, he was a kind of like a journeyman his whole life, right? And then he went on this run and eventually became champion. He's got a glass eye and, you know, when he loses, he loses ugly. And that's Jacksonville, the, the Jacksonville loss. He'll get knocked out, whatever, right? But then when he wins, it's not that pretty either, but it's systematic. You can see, and he went on a run and eventually got the championship in the UFC. So they remind me of, of, of that fight. They're not Conor McGregor. They're not the flashy Kansas City Chiefs that can go out there and, and, and wow you, right? McGregor's but, not one in five years. I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, all kind of, I, see, for me, I, I still, I'm still caught in the hype. I went to see McGregor live in 2016 in Vegas. So it, whenever I think of like flashy, I think of Conor McGregor. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, so who knows? Maybe they've got that run in them, that unlikely Michael Bisping run in them to get the uh, the championship. So uh, let's keep, uh, let's keep you an know, eye on teams that. have won Super Bowl on their defenses, man. Absolutely. Denver, Absolutely. Seattle, um, Chicago. There you go. The yeah, one yeah, time yeah, that one time that one, in that one camp, time. they won. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. So, yeah. So Shane right, wasn't yeah. alive to see it. It was so long ago. Okay. You were not alive for a lot of things, bro. <laughs> you missed out. <laughs> you missed out on the Cold War. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, now, what, before I wrap it up, there is one division that's supposed to have all these teams that we should have talked about in the top three. But so far, look, I mean, we, we've talked about at least the top eight. So we've talked about the Rams, we talked about the Bucks, the Cardinals, New England, Buffalo, Green Bay, Dallas, and the Titans. But there's one division, which is the AFC North, that's supposed to have teams that we should have included in this conversation, but we haven't. And it's because it's, it's a complete stalemate, the AFC North. Baltimore it's, are 6-3, and three, Pittsburgh at 5-3-1. and one. And by the way, how terrible uh, uh, was that tie against uh, Detroit? It was late. I had an early day I at work it. the next day and I couldn't turn it off. I, I had my eyes like it was. A, I watched it all the way. Yeah, it's like a bad movie. You got to see yeah. the ending. Uh, you got to exactly. see the end. Like, I just couldn't. I'm like, I, I need to go to bed. It's too late. I, I couldn't. It I couldn't turn it off. It deserved, which was awful. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. So you, you, you've got Baltimore at six and three, Pittsburgh at five, three and one, Cincinnati at five and four, Cleveland at five and five. What's going on there? What happens? Uh, Baltimore going to lose this weekend. Cleveland okay. are going to lose this weekend. They're playing in Detroit, and I think they're going to lose there. So, you know, <sighs> Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh will win ugly because that's yeah. what they've been yeah. doing. Pittsburgh exactly. will just win ugly, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So win ugly. It will come down to the last two games, three games of the season as to who's going to win that division. And I no, have a soft no spot knows. for Cincinnati. I so badly want Cincinnati, Joe Burrows, to go there and take it. This is their chance to do but it. Joe well, Burrows is beaten up at the moment. He's injured. Yeah. He's got. Is he? He's injured. 
And it, I mean, he, he throws a lot of interceptions. He's got to give that up. And yeah. their defense has been caught. They need to do adjustments on their defense because they're right. they're playing the same quarters coverage stuff like that, which the Jets got onto. Yeah, and that's how they lost that game. I don't know about Cincinnati, but I've, and I've brought up Baker Mayfield a lot in the last few weeks and how he's getting a lot of flack. And I, you know what? I just come to the conclusion right now: <laughs> the Cleveland Browns need to sh- the fans, especially they need to shut up, right? Because they need to just remember what life was like before Baker Mayfield. It was a revolving door of quarterbacks. They were changing quarterbacks like a baby changes his nappies, right? It was just, just you know, yeah. nonstop, right? Yeah. Now they have a quarterback that's making them a mediocre team. And maybe that's okay. And we need to accept it and stop putting expectations on this team to go to the Super Bowl. It is what it is. It's not like the defense are pulling their weight. On paper, there should be the best defense in the NFL, and they're not. So let's just accept that the Cleveland Brown are an average team who may may not make the playoffs, but they'll always be in the bubble. And let's just not talk about, about them like they're some elite team or a team that's expected to be elite. I just think there was so much preseason hype about how good they were going to be. There. And yeah. then they got off to a reasonably good start. But but now they're we're, we're talking about whether well, they probably could lose to Detroit this weekend. And that's how far they've that dropped. That would be beautiful. What that, would be beautiful. That, is. that would be amazing. <laughs> You know, no, but um, I, th- I that's think a car boils- crash. I wouldn't be able to t- to switch off either, right? No, I mean, exactly. <laughs> that would be a car crash. Baker plays well if he has that run game. Now he doesn't have Chubb, uh, you know, Kareem Hunt, and and he could play off the play action. But other than that, Baker's average quarterback, to be honest. And what I'm saying is that's okay. Yeah, that should be it okay is. for the Cleveland Browns. It's yeah. better than what they had before. Great. 100%. A few years of mediocrity never killed anybody. Mark and would look, know with his Chicago Bears. <laughs> what do you mean a few years? It's now 102. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, give me a break. And you were alive to see oh, all of it. You know, I, I stayed away from saying that, but how many you said it? <laughs> all right. On this note, guys, I think we can wrap up. This has been Sports Unhinged. Comment, subscribe, like. And please we'll comment. see you guys please, in, please yeah, yeah. I mean, we would like to 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 jump in there and 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 uh, respond to your guys's comments. So please, bring those hate mail on. I keep getting a lot of WhatsApp messages from people that watch the episode. I'm like, hey, don't send me messages here. Go onto the YouTube <laughs> video. Anyways, this Did is you just on like Hey, don't send me no messages. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. Yeah. Cue music. And we'll see you in the Saturday segment. (laughs) See you guys. Take care. See (laughs) you. Bye.